0: Welcome to the first ever mini-episode of The Way Podcast with 5-2 Ministries and This topic that we're covering in our mini-episodes is moving from selfish to selfless, and we're looking at key stories in the Bible that have maybe been used for self-help or been used um, really out of context in the way that they were meant to be used, that a lot of these stories like Adam and Eve, or Noah, or David and Goliath, and stories that we're very familiar with were written initially for us to see our need for Jesus Christ and for us not to be driven by selfishness, but instead to be um, driven by self selflessness and to ultimately rely on Jesus and to live a sacrificial life. Now, a lot of mental illness, a lot of addiction is fueled by selfishness and so we're gonna break down these scriptures and see how we can live in a selfless way and ultimately um, live for Christ and overcome our addiction, overcome our mental illness by putting Christ at the center of our life instead of ultimately ourselves. Now, today we're gonna look at um, the story of Adam and Eve that we're all very familiar with and we're going to look at how selfishness has distorted our view of sexuality and how this started with Adam and Eve's um, big mistake. Now when we look at them Eating the fruit off of the tree of knowledge and of knowledge of good and evil. We're all familiar with this story, and a lot of times we've just heard you know they did something that God just told them not to do, and because they disobeyed God's law, um, they suffered, and there was sin and there was death. Now, there's obviously truth in this, but I want to look at when they ate the um, fruit, what happened is ultimately they were able then to understand the difference between good and evil. Now, God had not originally created them for this because God created Himself as the only lawgiver, as the only judge. Now, when Adam and Eve took of the fruit, they also became a judge. In a sense, they now were able to compare one another, they were able to judge one another, they were able to be critical of one another, and ultimately, they were able to reject one another. Now, what did this cause them to do? It caused them to be naked, and a shame that judgment, um, comparison, being critical, all of these things ultimately um, breed a culture of shame, of fear, and of a lack of vulnerability, of putting up barriers to protect ourselves. And when we look at our society, when it comes to sex, there's so much comparison, there's so much judgment, there's so much um, of a critical spirit that causes people to be um, self-conscious, that causes people to have bad body image, that co- causes people um, to seek for pleasure in very unhealthy ways. Now, what happened when we took up the judge or the mantle of being a judge um, through the sin of Adam and Eve? It took us away from God's initial design and purpose for sexuality. Now, in Ephesians chapter five. Um, we see that the number one purpose of sexuality is actually a spiritual purpose, which many of us would jump straight to pl- um, pleasure or even straight to marriage, but in God's original design, um, sex was for a spiritual purpose. Now Ephesians chapter five, verse 30 says, for we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So here, um, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is breaking down that as a man and woman come together, they become one flesh um, in marriage through sex. Now, he says that this is a great mystery, but I'm actually speaking in regards to Christ and the church. The first time um, sex is accounted for in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 4, and it says that Adam knew Eve. Now, the Hebrew word for knew is yada, um, which simply means to know, to reveal, to realize, or to become known. Ultimately, to be completely vulnerable and to know something or someone. That's the way the Bible first um, describes sex is that Adam and Eve knew each other they became vulnerable they became they put down their barriers they put down their judgment they put down their critical spirit they put down their barriers and they were able to come together and know one another in the sense of their sexual intimacy now this is what God is desiring for us he's desiring for us to be totally vulnerable and naked in the sense of our emotional intimacy with him he's he's desiring us to be totally um, vulnerable and naked in our spiritual intimacy with him and he's also um, designed us, wired us to desire to be with him physically. Um, I'm not saying necessarily in a sexual sense, but I'm saying that there is a desire for us, for Christ to return, for us to be absent from the body, to be, but to be present um, with the Lord, that God is um, wired in us this desire for pleasure, which is a good God-given thing. But that passion that you know, newlyweds have um, to be sexual, in, uh, sexually intimate before their marriage is a metaphor, is a representation of our desire and our yearning um, to be with Christ um, on our wedding day, our spiritual wedding day, being united with him in heaven. So there's three, vulnerability and um, connection, and it's spiritual vulnerability and knowing and intimacy and connection um, that God has created sex for. And in the same way that that should happen in a covenant relationship, in the same way God has designed all three of those things to be a mystery, to be a foretaste, to be a revelation of our um, relationship with Him. See, again, we gotta get out of our mind that sex is about you, that sex is about your pleasure um, and your connection. Ultimately, that sex is first and foremost about God. He created it for a purpose, and we have to put it in the context of this is a spiritual thing before it's ever a physical thing. And then within this physical context, He's created it for a reason. He's created it for the purpose of a husband and wife in relationship, in a covenant promise to know each other. Um, physically to be naked and unashamed to be able to, to, um, lower our barriers which is hard for everyone and to accept one another as we are despite our our faults but the problem is in an era of casual sex of um, having sex with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend of pornography of um, adultery of so many things that are so prevalent in our culture is that we want to remove sex from our relationship and we want it just to be about pleasure but when that happens is there's no safety part of the reason why we can be vulnerable with God is because he has promised us To never leave us or forsake us. He can know the worst parts about us, but still love us and still accept us. This is the picture that sex is supposed to bring that as we are totally um, intimate and vulnerable with one another, there's no longer an opportunity for rejection of one day I'm not going to wake up and say, ah, you know, I'm going to just go um, look for someone better, look for someone who's more compatible um, for me. No, that that marriage is about a commitment. It's about a commitment not only to our spouse, but ultimately to God that we are not moving from this commitment. And so um, sex is supposed to represent this relationship that we have with God, that we can be vulnerable, that we can be open because He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us, and instead that he can um, help us become more like him. In the same way as a husband and wife, we should be able to know each other in a way that's vulnerable, in a way that lacks Um, barriers both physically but then relationally that there's no more a second thought of you know is this person gonna reject me no because we're in covenant promise and the way that God designed and that allows us then to what open up emotionally see a lot of people when they're having sex before marriage they're opening up to each other physically but they're not opening up to each other spiritually they're not opening up each other um, to each other emotionally which eventually leads to a um, Uh, unsatisfied sex life anyways and then creates problems where one person is being vulnerable physically well they want to be vulnerable emotionally and spiritually too and the other person doesn't want to but now they're not in a safe environment they're not in a covenant relationship and as a result there's a fear of um, judgment there's a fear of comparison and the relationship blows up and a lot of times from that and from that abandonment can come sexual addictions mental health issues and other sorts of life-dominating problems so finally god did create sex for pleasure now we don't have to run from that that's a good thing that again our desire our our pleasure, um, our passion for sex, should be a foretaste of our desire, and our passion to be with God. That's how intensely um, we should long and we should yearn for Jesus Christ and for Him to return. And that God is the one who created pleasure and I believe Heaven's going to be pleasurable. And so there is an element of the pleasure that God has given us as a gift. We don't need to run from it. It's a benefit. It's a gift of God um, in marriage. Um, for us again to have a foretaste um, of the pleasure that we will have with Him, but again, it's not the main point. It's part of it, but God has created sex ultimately for vulnerability, for this um, Hebrew word yada to know each other, to reveal one another, um, to become vulnerable, to become known, both physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Um, all of those combined. So a lot of times, you know, sexual addiction ultimately is being fueled by an unfulfilled spiritual life, an unfulfilled emotional life, an unfulfilled relational life. And because of that, we start to, we wanna make up for what we lack in these areas um, physically. And so, if you've struggled with um, sexual sin, you've got to get yourself out of the picture. It's not all about you, but God has created this for a person and, or for a purpose, and He's going to use um, even your struggle with the sexual sin to, to show you more of who He is. And He can restore and He can redeem no matter what you've been through, whether it be um, same sex identity, whether it be adultery, whether it be pornography addiction, that God can redeem us, but He's got to work on us physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually um, all at the same time. And again, if you've experienced abandonment um, this could be even more so um, true for you. So when we look at the story of Adam and Eve, did they eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil? Yes, they did. But it was more than just um, breaking God's law. But in breaking God's law, they distorted the purpose that God had for everything in their life. And one of these things included um, sex, which is a huge topic for us and our culture Um Of all sorts of addictions and problems that this distortion is leading to and so this is our first um, episode of moving from selfish to selfless of sex is not about me it's about Jesus Christ Um, Adam and Eve is not about me it's about um, I have sin but it should show me my need not to judge others not to have all the knowledge of good and evil but instead to humble myself and say God's the one who has all the knowledge of good and evil I need to give judgment I need to give criticism back to him and I need to live out of love and Grace and mercy, and to allow His Word to transform my heart, and my mind. So, thank you for tuning in to our first episode of the Way um, Podcast or mini episode. Our full episode is coming out soon, um, where both me and Wellington were able to share our testimony, our story, and how even though um, we are from a different culture, speak a different language have different skin color and and all sorts of different things that we can have a similarity through the way through Jesus Christ that brings a similar foundation um, that we can live life based upon the same truth even though there's so many differences so we appreciate if you um, log into our our full episode coming soon but we appreciate you logging in if you want to Uh, support the ministry, you can find us at www.52ministries.org and there is a donate option on our website. So thank you for listening and God bless you.